eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Oh, baby, is this the best time of year or what? Welcome into the Early Edge, our March Madness Bracket Preview. I am the coach, and we are here for you start to finish until we crown a national championship in just about three weeks. So here's what we're going to do on today's show. We're going to break down all the brackets. Then we're going to do best bets, future bets, and then our little version of the VJM. Now, there's many of you out there in the early edge community that think you're good enough to beat me and my crew. Well, you want to test yourself out? Enter our bracket challenge. We already have more than three times the amount of entrance that we had a year ago. Our little show is growing, but are you the best at picking college hoops? You can win a $100 Paramount Plus gift card and any other things that we decide that we're going to give away. And with AB and Noah and the bosses all involved, you just never know. So let's bring in the stars of the show because you know if I'm going to go college basketball, March Madness, I'm bringing in all the heavy hitters. The man right next to me. He is our college basketball expert. We call him Chip Patterson. You just call him for dinner. Chip, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Coach. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Here at our 3 p.m. Eastern time time slot, which is where on Wednesdays during the college football season, we absolutely ripped it up with the special early edge college football show. So I feel right at home, Coach. This was how I got to be a part of the brand, and now I look to enhance it with this mega bracket breakdown. You are such a big part of the brand now, no doubt about that. Now, a man who's been on an absolute heater during the much of March. We tease him all the time, but you cannot make up these results. Jay Smooth, what's good, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Coach, how you doing? I'm excited to be here. March is literally my favorite time of year. I've been waiting for this, what feels like, since last March. So let's get to it. I got a lot of fun picks today. All right, let's get to it. And a man who always is on Market Movers with Jay Smooth. You can check out the, that show during the entire college basketball season. He's live from Nashville, Tennessee, M Square. Good afternoon. What's up, guys? I can barely hear you again, so I'm sorry for the delays. Uh, I get every third or fourth word, but uh, very fired up for this. I love breaking down the difference between filling out a bracket and betting on the games because there is a massive difference. Uh, and if we have some time, I will point out some very huge leverage spots in brackets based on the data that's coming in because you can sit and watch the live data come in from people filling out brackets and see where some of these people are going on certain games. And there is one number seven seed that is getting 72% of the action in a seven versus 10 matchup. Okay. Well, AB talked about it this morning and Mikey and Mikey, if I put my hand up like that, uh, like this, that means I'm asking you a question, just so you know I'm coming to you with my hands up like this, so you know, okay? Because I don't want you to miss out on anything. Now, there is a big difference. I told you this morning on the show, do not watch a show that doesn't talk about against the spread and just talks about picks. you got to be able to do both. And my last man, he's our OG. He is, he's been here since day one. Maestro, Mr. Harsting, good afternoon. Mike, that's got to be Murray State. Uh, yeah, that has to be. That's my guess. Uh, but yeah, coach, I have got five plays up on borders line. I've got four more that I've already met that I'm about to post as soon as we get off this show or as soon as I get done HQ tonight. So uh, to say I can't wait for this week and this month, understatement. Oh, man, it's awesome. 68 teams. It all starts tomorrow. We gave away a Tuesday play on the morning show. But let's get in. We're going to break down all the brackets or all the uh, brackets first in the regions. Then we'll get into our best bets. So, Chip and Larry, I want to start first, if you don't mind, 
with the East Division. And Maestro, I'm coming to you first because you said this morning that you think this, this is the most difficult region. Tell me why. Yeah, well, tough for the number one seed. Uh, this is just because Baylor's banged up and we don't know if LJ Cryer will be back and, and JTT is out. And look at who is in this bracket. UCLA's the four, Kentucky's the two, Purdue's the three, St. Mary's. I mean, you have a second round matchup with potentially North Carolina or Marquette. Mm -hmm. They're just landmines all along the way. And I personally like UCLA uh, to come out of this region. And what's interesting is Kentucky is favored. They're, they're the two seed, but according to the odds that I just saw, they're favored to come out. UCLA, a lot of injuries this season. They were resting for trying to get guys healthy. You know, Juzang missed time. Uh, Cody Riley missed time. A lot, a lot of guys missed time. Tiger Campbell, they're all back. The way they played Arizona, took Arizona to the wire. Uh, I think UCLA is coming out. You know, you mentioned Kentucky, and they're in the bottom of this East you know, region, Murray State's number seven. You guys just talked about San Francisco. I live on the West Coast. San Francisco is not a bad basketball team. So Kentucky better not overlook any of them if they want to get through to the Sweet 16. Chip, let me come to you. Because Maestro mentioned the Kentucky, the Purdue's, the UCLA's. What about North Carolina, St. Mary's, Vodtech just laid out the Tar Heels and Duke in the ACC tournament, they're the 11th seed in this bracket. How dangerous are they? Uh, without a doubt, incredibly dangerous. And I think for Virginia Tech, you've got to be thrilled to be facing a Texas team that has really been sputtering coming down the stretch. I mean, this Texas team was preseason top five in the eyes of many. On paper, look great. You're bringing in a lot of transfers, combine them with senior guards that have been there before. But time and time again, we really saw this Texas team uh, continually fall short. And we can know this just by the way that we were wagering because Texas this year covered the spread 38 percent of the time no bueno longhorns horns <laughs> down i've got them absolutely on upset alert and then when you start to play it out moving forward sure virginia tech would have some trouble dealing with the size of zach Eady and trevion williams but who did they just beat they just beat Armando Baycott in North Carolina in the ACC semifinals. They just beat Paulo Bancaro and Mark Williams in the ACC mm -hmm. championship game. Virginia Tech has a blueprint where I think that they would be able to overcome some of those disadvantages. Without a doubt, uh, one of the more dangerous double-digit seeds within the entire field of 68. And then you mentioned North Carolina because I do think that that size is something that could be very bad for Baylor because it's not just leading scorer mm -hmm. LJ Cryer, but Jonathan Chamochachua, who's their best interior defender, their best rebounder. I don't think that they have really been challenged in the Big 12 by the kind of dominant bigs that you have here. Uh, Armando Baycott potentially in the second round. Zach Eady or Trevion Williams potentially in the Elite Eight. Or, oh, by the way, the National Player of the Year frontrunner Oscar Shibway in Kentucky. The reason why Kentucky and not Baylor is the betting favorite to come out of this region is because the players that are missing from this Baylor rotation create very bad matchups for the Bears. Mm -hmm. And I think against unfamiliar opponents... You know, Scott Drew and that staff, they've been at Baylor forever. They, they've got the game plan to be able to adjust against Big 12 opponents. Mm -hmm. I think it gets dicey in the NCAA tournament. So I, I'm with the, uh, the odds here. I, I don't think Baylor, though the one seed, should be the favorite to get out. I was a little shocked, to be honest with you, that they were the one seed with all those other teams there. So, Maestro, I agree with you. So, Maestro, you said you have UCLA coming out of this uh, region. Who do you have, Chip? I've got Kentucky. And uh, yeah, I, the thing that is interesting, we talk about losing players, Ty Ty Washington missed time, Xavier Wheeler missed time, and they had to learn how to adjust. And I think that in learning that, it made Ke uh, Keon Brooks more confident, it made Davion Mintz more confident, Keelan Grady, the transfer from Davidson, who's a lights out three point shooter, he had to step up and shoot them out of some games, you know, even. Even little Jacob Toppin, you know, he, he ain't just, you know, Obi's little brother. He, he still had to come up and give good, solid minutes for Kentucky. And so the combination of a couple of good program players that Cal's had in his system for a while with some really high-impact transfers, of course, Sheboy from West Virginia being the beginning, Kentucky, and it's not just a one-and-done squad. It's a good college basketball team. So I like them to come out of the East. All right, very good. Uh, Mikey, were you uh, scratching your nose? Did you have something to say? Yeah, so. I wanted to mention, I mentioned that game with the 70%. It is the Murray State-San Francisco game. Uh, in live brackets, over 71% now are selecting Murray State to win that game over San Francisco. Wow. Um, 
regardless of where your model may be on it or not, if you just use the actual betting market as the barometer, the betting market is basically implying a 55% chance of a win. The public is betting 70% chance of win. It's a massive leverage spot if you're filling out a bracket to not pick Murray State in the bracket just because of that. Uh, so just thinking about ways like that. As far as the actual game goes, though, I uh, I do love San Francisco in the spot. I make them almost minus three wow. in this game. They're plus one uh, in the betting market. But uh, if you watch the early edge this morning, I talked about the best teams in away from home games. San Francisco is number three in the country in games away from home, meaning road games, neutral site games, and their expectations in those games versus when they're on their home floor. I think there's going to be a lot of people, not us, because we pay attention to the entire country, but there's going to be a lot of people that go, what? San Francisco? What? St. Mary's? What? WCC? This conference is good, and they're more than just Gonzaga. They're way more than just Gonzaga. All right, that's a good dive in on the Eastern region. Now, Jay Smooth, I want to bring you into the conversation. Let's move over to the West where Gonzaga is the number one seed. And then you just look at it. It looks like they don't have a whole lot of landmines to get to the final four. But Texas Tech is a three. Arkansas is a four. UConn is a five. Of those three teams, which one do you think could have a shot to compete with Gonzaga? That's tough, Coach. I I probably lean that – Arkansas and UConn have the best chance out of those. I do like that Texas Tech team, but we saw maybe a little bit of a falter there over the weekend. I, I look at the end of the day, I, the real answer is that Gonzaga is probably going to power through. They really just look that good this, this year. They are like one of the best teams in limiting attack on defense at the second best efficiency in terms of allowing shots. And then they're the best on offense. It's, it's going to be a problem uh, and nobody's really going to stand up. They're going to need to have like a, just a bad game. They've only mm-hmm. lost one game where they weren't just losing. They've lost three games, right? They're 26 and three in the year. Their three losses were to Alabama. Uh, they lost to St. Mary's and they lost to Duke, but the, the Bama and the St. Mary's game, they were just losing from the get-go. They really didn't come out to play that hard. It happens all the time in college basketball. Teams just have off nights. But that Duke game is really interesting because uh, Gonzaga actually had a lead late and Duke still won. So that's the type of game I'm going to look into to see what it's going to take to beat Gonzaga. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a heavy task. See, a lot of people forget about that, Jay Smooth, because so many people were up in arms going, oh, Duke's the number two seed after getting their doors blown off by Vatek in the ACC finals. But remember, they had wins like what you just talked about. But, Mikey, let me come to you and talk about Duke. Do you think they deserve to be the number two seed in this region? I, I haven't heard the question other than let's talk about Duke. So I'm guessing yeah. you're going to talk about the seeding because it yes. is they're definitely one of the most mispriced teams in terms of seeding. Uh, I make them a number four seed, and they have a two seed. It is absolutely atrocious that – uh, we do have that dream matchup that everyone wants to potentially talk about with Coach K and uh, Michigan State here in the mm-hmm. second, potentially. Um, look, I, I think Duke gets through pretty easily here, and I think they draw a favorable matchup like throughout the way uh, until they run into Texas Tech at this point. Um, I, I like them over Davidson. I like them over Michigan State. Uh, once again, back to the morning show Uh, Duke grades out incredibly well away from home. And I start to wonder if some of it is because of Coach K's last year, all the attention and extra focus at every home game. I wonder if that plays into it a little bit as well. Uh, But they've definitely overperformed some of their expectation away from home. They're set up in such a friendly environment here with this number two seed. I definitely see them rolling until they're running into Texas Tech. And let's be honest, they, they, even though the committee will never admit to playing into storylines, you got to believe they wanted, if Coach K was going to have his career ended, you know they want it done by Tom Izzo <laughs> and Michigan State and one of those four teams they play in that big classic every year. Am I right, Chip? Well, Tom Izzo famously could not beat Mike Krzyzewski for a while, and then Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and Cam Reddish came up just short and lost to Michigan State mm-hmm. in the Elite Eight in Washington, D.C. back in the 2019 season. That win for Tom Izzo was a, an affirming win, a win where he finally felt like he had gotten over the hump after losing year after year after year after year uh, to Michigan State. I think that either Michigan State or Davidson could provide uh, some real problems for Duke. Duke and Davidson, 
though only separated by a very short drive, don't play all that often. So uh, I wonder why. I'm just saying, like, what, you don't want none of that smoke? <laughs> you don't want none of that Davidson, that small private school smoke? Okay, okay, I hear you. Yeah, a, a school that got a at-large bid because Richmond was crazy for four days. That's how good Davidson is. Don't sleep on this team. Don't sleep on this Wildcat team. Come on, they got that Under Armour money. They got that Under Armour Steph Curry money. You know what I'm talking about. All right, let's move on to the Midwest bracket. Let's bring you back in, Maestro, because I'm looking at a number three seed here. And if I'm watching all the teams in college basketball the last two weeks, to me, the best team in college basketball has been Iowa. Do you agree or disagree? Well, they're not only uh, they're a five seed, which is crazy uh, because the yeah the committee didn't watch any basketball over the weekend. Uh, they basically yep. set. They oh set my the, bad! That was, I, it yeah, looks they, like a three on my sheet. My bad. Yeah, You're right. They, they set the tournament basically Friday night. I think they went out for the weekend, and whatever happened <laughs> happened. And then they were very surprised to see Tennessee and Iowa take down those tournaments. Yeah, Iowa was was unbelievable. And it's hard to believe that they had all these players plus Luca Garza last year and they got knocked out in the second round, but it's working better. Uh, this team, yeah, they look amazing. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of here. It is a pretty easy road for Kansas, though. Um, and the thing that bothers me the most about this, and Mikey have a showdown, Mikey and I have a showdown on Providence and South Dakota State, is that South Dakota mm-hmm. State would play Iowa and that game is going to be basically 100 to 94, uh, probably Iowa's way. It's just a bad matchup because they can pretty much outscore anyone in the country mm-hmm. except except Iowa. It's funny. I, I wonder what the total is going to be for that game if it happens. It could be north of 160, 165. For a tournament game, that's ridiculous. You never see something that high in the tournament because it's all about winning and not style points. But to your point, you're absolutely right. So my apologies, the three seed in this region is actually Wisconsin. And we talked about it this morning on the morning show that they basically get two home games in the first two rounds because of how they do the pot system now. So, Chip, when I come to you, Auburn at one point this year was a number one seed. They're the two seed in this region. And then you got Wisconsin. Are they the two biggest threats to the Jayhawks? Wisconsin, yes. Auburn, Oh, I am sell, 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 selling on Auburn right now. They do have, you know, Jabari Smith, somebody who's going to be one of the top picks in the NBA draft. Walker Kessler, from his freshman to his sophomore years, made a bigger leap than almost anybody in the entire country. The way that he's able to impact the game at the rim on both ends is plus value, and it is great. But the guard play in close games, in crunch time, for this Auburn team has deteriorated over the last five, seven, maybe even ten games. And Katie Johnson, Wendell Green Jr., guys that have been around for a while, when they're just pounding that ball, just trying to make something happen, they don't really have uh, a, a lot of good sync to their flow in those moments. And in the NCAA tournament, you are you might not need it against Jacksonville State, but you're going to have to win close games, and you're going to need to have mm-hmm. better game execution. And so with that being a little bit of a flaw, I love – that Wisconsin knows exactly what to do, and that's give the ball to Johnny Davis and let yep. Johnny Davis go out there and be a playmaker. I think that for Wisconsin, the first two rounds shake out very well, and then Auburn, I might put on upset alert in the second round against USC or Miami, but either way, I do think that Wisconsin would be a team that'd be coming out of the bottom of the Midwest region because they've got a culture, they know who they are, and they've got an alpha with Johnny Davis, who can be able to go get it done in the final minutes. Yeah, he's going to be a lottery pick, no doubt about that. Jay Smooth, real quick, let me bring you in here on the Midwest region. Because when I look at some of these teams, and you talk about an easier road, you got uh, LSU and Iowa State, 6-11. Neither one of them scare me. USC, Miami, Chip just talked about it. I like USC and their size. Is there a team in this region that you're looking at that may be a surprise to some, but not to you? Well, first, I definitely wanted to say that I actually am going to be looking at uh, Auburn as the most likely 15-2 upset on the board this year. Uh, If it's going to happen, I think it's going to be Jack State doing something crazy. We've seen that Auburn team struggle away from their home floor. Uh, but in this in this one, I think it's it might end up being pretty chalky. I, I do love South Dakota State. That offense is going to be crazy. I'm, I'm not really sure where I go on that one. Uh, but they are, I think, like 10th or 11th in adjusted offensive efficiency, uh, even though they're like 71st overall. 
all in the nation. So yeah, they can shoot. Uh, but you want to know what? I think people might be sleeping on this Creighton team. They Ooh, they look pretty yeah. solid in that Big East tournament. I oh. think that they might be able to get a little further than people expect. That's my dark horse here in the Midwest. Hey, Creighton uh, was unwatchably good. Creighton being unwatchably good is the way that you make fans <laughs> like claw their eyes out while you just continue to advance. I mean, it's so funny. We even look at the totals. Like Iowa Richmond is sitting at what, like 154 or whatever. San Diego State Creighton under 120. I mean, we have just like 30 points of difference in what we're expecting right. from the totals of these games in this region. I absolutely love it. Real quick, I want an answer from all three of you on this. This morning, AB gave us an incredible nugget that eight straight years in a row, a five seed has made it to the final four. So let's look quickly at the five seeds. Iowa in the Midwest. Then you go up to Houston in the South that we're getting ready to get to. Connecticut in the West. And then you've got, where's my five seed? St. Mary's in the East. Give me one of those that you think could navigate the landmines very quickly and get to the final four. Maestro, let's start with you. Yeah, Iowa, just like you talked about, uh, nobody's playing better right now. They're they're playing as well as any team in the country. Jay Smooth. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's Iowa. the answer for me, too. It's chalk, but it's the right call. Hey, you, you, you don't want to just throw one out there. You want to tell you if you feel that way, that's the way it should be. Thank you. Yep. Chip, are you the same answer? Nah, give me UConn. First game's going to be in Buffalo. They are hyped that Dan Hurley has the Huskies back. You know, they – the building energy of this UConn team and the way that they've been over to, able to overcome some injury issues and having that personnel rotate in and out, uh, I think that that is one, especially down there you know, in that region. It's like if you want to look at a Gonzaga falls apart scenario where they could get gotten the second round by Memphis or maybe even in the Sweet 16 by UConn, if you get mm-hmm. the Zags out of the paint, that is wide open, and that's the situation where a five seed can make it to the Final Four. For those people who have never lived in Connecticut – Thank God. Uh, but UConn, you can drive up to Buffalo, no problem. It's about four, four and a half hours. You just hop on I-90, you shoot over, you're good to go. They're going to have a lot of UConn fans at these games this week. All right, quickly, let's move to the final region before we get into our best bets, our future bets, and our VJM. And that is the South region where Arizona is the number one seed. And Jay Smooth, let me come to you to start. I'm looking at dangerous teams here, and I mean more dangerous than in other uh, other uh, regions. Michigan's an 11 seed, Colorado State a six seed, and Houston, a team that you buried me on on our showdown yesterday, they're a five seed. Which one of three is, uh, is the most dangerous in your mind? I think Houston's probably the most dangerous. I mean, if you go look at our buddy Ken Palm, he's got Houston as his number four team in the country, and they're a five seed. That's pretty crazy. This whole con- this whole section of the bracket is stacked. Let me read you some of these things. The top five are all in the top 20 of rankings in the country, and if you go even further, the top 11 seeds all rank within the top 40 in the nation. That's just, there's so much firepower here. To have Loyola Chicago at, 20, at, as a, t- a 10 seed when they're like consensus top 25 in the country is is just is going to be wild. That Ohio State matchup is going to be huge. That's like a one point line mm-hmm. right now. People are going back and forth on that 10 7. I think it's going to be, you know, it's probably going to finish Loyola Chicago as the, you know, public favorite. So, uh, this is my favorite one to look at. I love the South. I think honestly that you're going to get maybe a little bit of a challenge even out of Chattanooga against Illinois. They're a little suspect. Everyone loves Illinois, but this is a big game. Chattanooga's no joke. They're they're pretty good. They they're a top 100 team. So, Everyone's dangerous here, Coach. Everyone. Yeah, Illinois is a very top-heavy or guard-heavy squad. Uh, Maestro, let me come to you. Yeah, I want to make a case. Uh, my, I have Arizona winning it all. Uh, look at okay. the three. Look at the three games this team lost. First of all, look at their front line, which is an NBA front line. Uh, look, they have everything. They're a complete team. I hope the point guard comes back, but they didn't seem to miss him too much uh, in the Pac-12 tournament. Their three mm-hmm. losses were at Tennessee when they were undefeated. And every single call went against them in that game. They lost by four in Knoxville. Then they lost to UCLA, which was a makeup game. Third game in six days. The first game that UCLA had fans back. That was a terrible spot. They didn't even want to play the game. And they were told, no, you're going to UCLA two days after another game. They lost that game. And then the third game was a double altitude game. They had already won at Utah. Then they went to Colorado, got blown out, didn't show up. And of course, they got their revenge. And that's the only losses they have all season. 
Amazing. Chip, let, let me come to you before we then move on to our best bets. Uh, final take on the Midwest. Anything you like here? Anything you want to want to talk about? Yeah. Jay Smooth, I <laughs> I respect your love for the computer tricking cougars. Uh, you know, I've seen it. You know, I'm I'm cru- cruising along sports line. And I'm like, oh, Jay Smooth is on it. And look, <laughs> you were right. You know, you, you did end up getting it. But I do wonder if Kelvin Sampson has the code to trick all the computers, you know, whether it's the Ken Paul computer where they're top five, like you mentioned, whether it's the net where they're top five, like you mentioned, you know, whether we get into BPI where I think they were up to number two on selection Sunday, all the computers love Houston, but I see a team that is one in four in quad one opportunities. And after they lost Marcus Sasser and all conference guard uh, about the middle of the season, they only had three real regular season opportunities against quality competition, two games against Memphis, and then a road game against SMU. And that's loss, loss, loss. You beat up and throttled the bottom of the American Athletic Conference. But as we're sitting here and you're looking at UAB and my man, Jelly Walker, who is a walking bucket for the Blazers. They play with tempo. They've got a great offense. They've got a superstar. I'm thinking that the computer tricking Cougars might be in that five. Yeah, we always want to pick a 512, right? I think that that might be the one that I'm circling right now to uh, to see if they can, if, if they can get it done uh, at the NCAA tournament. Very, very, very interesting from Mr. Chip Patterson. Quickly, my favorite story of all time. I don't know if I've ever told it here on the show. Kelvin Sampson at Oklahoma. It's one of the reasons he's one of my top three favorite coaches. Paul Pierce, 18 straight points to turn a three-point lead into a 21-point lead. Comes running down in front of the bench. Timeout. Allen Fieldhouse is going crazy. I'm in the front row. He slaps a high 10 to Paul Pierce, the opposing star. After the game, I said, Kelvin, why would you do that? It was a three-point game. He took it to a 21-point game by himself in two and a half minutes. He looked at me and he says, you know what? Sometimes guys are just better than you are. Oof. And that has always resonated with me. Mm. Even in the heat of battle, in a Big 12 showdown, he understood Paul Pierce was special. He's a Hall of Famer, right? But we didn't know that at the time. Kelvin Sampson, love him as a coach. Hopefully he moves on again. But he has always been my favorite because of that moment. Now, speaking of moments, I'm going to go call the rest of the players' championship. A.B., show your face. (laughs) You and that big-ass smile. All right, now, I'm going to hand it off to you. You're in capable hands, boys, but we need to do best bets, future bets, and then our little version of the VJM. And I will see everybody else live tomorrow morning right here on the Early Edge. Best of luck. Yep, now you're all in big, big trouble. All right, Chip, Uh-oh. first off, dude, it feels good just to be back with you. During the middle of the week, feels like college football season all over again, man. Boys, all right, we're going to get right into it. We'll get into our best bets here. And I'll tell you what, Chip, I'm going to come right at you, man. All right, you've got two best bets. You've got one from the tournament and one from the NIT. I respect your degenerate play here. What do you got, man? Florida's coach just left to go to a rival. Mike White, who probably maybe been would have been out of a job anyway if Florida was able to find somebody to move on from. Uh, Mike White just left Florida to accept the head coaching position at Georgia. And so now we're going to get this Florida team going up against Rick Patino and Iona. I think that there's this really juicy, like, would Rick Patino coach Florida? Would Rick Patino, former Kentucky, former Louisville head coach, come back to major conference basketball. And is this a time that while you're around Florida, maybe you have a little accidental bump into the administration, have a couple conversations, just feel this one out. Well, regardless of that, we know that this Iona team really was all year. One of the best in the Mac and (laughs) capable of winning this game. If Florida is unmotivated. So when I'm getting seven points, I absolutely love it because if you are making this a job interview, you don't want to lose and you definitely don't want to miss out on covering the spread. The other one that I'm looking at is a Thursday game. I am actually on the Murray State side of San Francisco. And while San Francisco has been a very good team, the one thing that stood out uh, on my spreadsheet is that, you know, they had one of the worst against the spread records in the entire East region. And so just something to keep a note of, especially going up against a Murray State team that in terms of size, athleticism, 
and high-end talent, uh, I think that they are looking much more like a major conference team than a mid-major. K.J. Williams, the Ohio Valley Conference Player of the Year for Murray State, that's going to be the big man. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You want to know, 6'10", averages close to a double-double. Andy's about a 36, 37% three-point shooter. So um, that's my other one is Murray State minus the short number against San Francisco. Two strong plays, right? And, and, you know, going back to Iona, you know, and Rick Pitino, first off, it would be, I want to see Rick Pitino one more time at a big school because I, whatever anybody feels about Rick Pitino, this dude can coach. I, I mean, just flat out. Like, he is an amazing basketball coach, and especially in this tournament. Like, he was he was literally created and built to coach in the NCAA tournament. So, I'm with you on that. All right, Jay Smooth, coming to you, man. All right, we've got, let's see, you've got two plays as well. And these are all plays in the first four and round one. Obviously, we yeah. don't have the, you know, beyond until these games happen. But you've got two plays here for us. What you got? Yeah, so let's go with, uh, we talked a little bit about it before. We talked about Baylor and how they were a little banged up. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the points with Norfolk State. So I really like this Norfolk State team. I think they play hard. They have some big bodies down there who are definitely going to contest. And 21 is just a lot. And here's the deal. I mean, Baylor is definitely going to have a little bit of support in a decent region here in the East. But I think that 20, again, is just going to be a game of who can win. I, I don't know if it's going to be like, it might end up ballooning to a 10 or 15 point game at the end. But I really really do think that Norfolk has what it takes to keep it closer than what people expect. And when you're giving me 21, it's, it's the tournament. It's just, it's a different vibe. This is, this is not a game of, is it going to be a 20 point? I just think this is a, a great pick. I'm going, I'm locking it in now, 20 and a half, 21, whatever you got over there. I really like it. And then I'm going to go to one of the play-in games in that first four. I really like Rutgers here. You know, I, I think that they are just, you know, getting a little bit of disrespect. I know Notre Dame is probably going to be in like higher in the rankings, but I just think that Rutgers is a lot to prove. They've played maybe some better competition. I do like their conference as a stronger one, a little bit more than that ACC. I, I, yeah, I, I just think that they're going to come out of that one and win. You can get the plus one, but Moneyline probably works there for me too. I think they're here to make some noise. It's been a team people have been looking at since the beginning of the season to make a run. They, I think they do it. I think this is the time of the year when those like preseason rankings sort of come back to fruition a little bit. You see the talent really start to come out. I, I like them to get it done. Yeah, you speak about you know times to take it uh, in March Madness in in any round really. If you're getting plus twenty or more, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Maestro. All right, coming to you, buddy. All right, so you have two plays as well. Man, I like both of these two. Look, look at you guys taking points, right? Like smart, intelligent gentlemen. Maestro, break it down. What do you got? Uh, well, Justin, I do like uh, Rutgers as well. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which I talked about this morning, plus three and a half. And the other one I want to talk about is this Davidson-Michigan State game. I mean, this has a lot of intrigue. Uh, when you think about Tom Izzo going out in the first round last year, when you think about Tom Izzo replacing his point guard by getting a transfer, Tyson Walker, and then Foster Lawyer moving on to Davidson, where he's averaging over 16 points, three and a half assists for a team that is shooting better than 38% from deep. And now Tyson Walker sprained his ankle in the big 10 tournament. AJ Hoggard is playing, but also tweaked his ankle. He will play through it. Uh, I just think it sets up well for Davidson. I think this line could easily have been flipped. Um, I know it's trendy uh, to trash Michigan state, but I think it's the right play. Nice. All right. There we go. There we go. All right. Now we've got uh, plays for M squared and plays for me as well. Jeweler, if you could pull up the recap here, right? Pull up the recap of the picks of what we got and I'll break down. And if any of you guys want to jump in, 
uh, for M squared. He's on Providence minus two uh, against South Dakota State. Yeah, Jay Smooth, go I ahead. Can, uh, I can take that for him. Yeah. I mean, I know Mike loves this play. Uh, he thinks that it should just be a little bit bigger. They just, you know, the South Dakota State team is just going to have a little bit of a hard time finding that same like level to click in his models. I know he has a nice edge on it. And, you know, Mike, if the model's on it, that's Mike himself. So uh, at that level, you're just trusting one of the best simulations out there. And they have Providence winning by more than two points. So I think it's a pretty good edge. So, I, I mean, I know I tailed him on it when we were talking about it yesterday. It's it's a it's an interesting look there. I know this team, like we said, the South Dakota State team can really shoot with anybody. But at the other end of it, this is still one of this is still the coach of the year in the Big East. Providence this is going to be a hotly contested matchup. I know sharp people on both sides of this one. Some of my favorite handicappers, Larry included, likes the other side. So uh, it's going to be a great one. Going to be a great showdown. Nice. All right. Yeah. And I've got three plays here. First one, we gave it out this morning uh, on the early edge. USC minus one and a half against Miami. It's going to be a fantastic game. You've got Miami, who is guard driven, right, against USC, who is big man driven. I think that USC owning the paint, owning the glass, rebounds. And if you're looking at a low number like one and a half, I'll absolutely take that all day long. Second, look, Tennessee's going up against Longwood. Longwood's plus 17. All right, look, I'm taking Longwood with those points because it's 17 points. It's a ton of points. And to be quite honest with you, look, first off, there's no concern about Tennessee in this game. Rick Barnes and the boys are going to handle their business and probably win by somewhere pretty close to this number. But I think if you look at Rick Barnes' history in the NCAA tournament, not to mention alongside with this Tennessee team, They've got big things on their horizon, and this team is really good. So I don't see them going all out, pressing themselves right in the last five minutes of this game. Not to mention a team like Longwood, as we've seen in the NCAA tournament, when you have these schools that get in, like there's no give up, right? Because this might be the, you know, the only time they get in, you know, every five years, whatever the number may be, right? So they're going to be putting up a ton of shots in the second half when they're down by double digits. So yeah, I- I'm going to roll with the plus 17 just because it- it's just way too many points to pass up. Yeah, Jason. Plus, Longwood's a one. good team. They can score. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I got one for you, though. Since we're talking about taking all these big, you know, nice amounts of points, I think there is one scenario that you might might want to consider laying it, and it's with none other than the best team in college basketball and Gonzaga minus 23 and a half. I think there's a real chance that one gets to 30, uh, but maybe we'll talk about it later in the week. But that's the only one where I'm thinking maybe, maybe 20 plus isn't big enough there. So Yeah, and you know, it's not think about. Yeah, no, no, for sure. That's a good point. Gonzaga's played with that uh, literally all year, right? Like, I mean, they're 20-point-plus favorites seemingly every game. But, yeah, man, like 17 points, especially with Tennessee coming off this run. I don't think Tennessee – Tennessee only trailed twice in the entire SEC tournament. Two points to Mississippi State, two points to Kentucky. That was it. Uh, So, yeah, Longwood, their first-ever tournament appearance. You know they're going to be hungry dogs. Uh, They're going to put up points. Tennessee will win this game again. This is nothing against the confidence for Tennessee, but – which is a lot of points. Last one, Arkansas minus five versus Vermont. I think this is going to be another good game, but I think that Arkansas, especially with the way they went out in the SEC tournament, I could see them coming in in their first game looking to get all over it. All right, so to recap real quick, Chip, Murray State minus one, NIT, Iona plus seven, Maestro, Texas A&M, CC plus three and a half, Davidson plus one and a half, uh, Mike's on Providence minus two, Jay Smooth, you're on Rutgers plus one, and Norfolk plus 21. All right, so... Moving on from best bets, we've got those down for the first four uh, and the first round. Now, let's get to futures here, okay? So we want to take a look at region winners and overall tournament winners. So, Chip, I'm going to come right back to you. Two plays. Hit us with. Yeah, let's start with uh, the East region where we've just <laughs> spent a lot of time talking about the concerns about Baylor. You know, like, like I'm, I'm spitting too much of this into the universe. I got to be trusted. Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just worried that I, between uh, the Ion College Basketball Podcast, the my written previews on CBSSports.com, my time on the early edge, I'm just I'm disrespecting Scott Drew. And so, you know, I'm disrespecting <laughs> Huck. I'm disrespecting Bryce Drew. I'm disrespecting Homer Drew. But I do think that Kentucky is going to be the benefactor from Baylor being unable to uh, overcome both the loss of LJ Cryer and Jonathan Chamochachua 
I think that Kentucky against Purdue is decidedly advantage Kentucky because Kentucky does something that Purdue does not do, which is it can still play defense at a pretty high level. In terms of adjusted defensive efficiency, you know, you're just so much farther ahead than where Purdue is at. And then, again, Kentucky in losing Ty Ty Washington and Xavier Wheeler for different amount of times had to learn how to win other ways. And because of that, I like their sustainability if they are to catch some bad bounces, if somebody does tweak an ankle. So I like Kentucky to make it out of the East. And then finally, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out my Kansas national champion because while there have been more talented Kansas teams under Bill Self, uh, this certainly is one that's playing with a lot of confidence. It is one that is very old. You know, Ochai Baji is an All-American, you know, one of the best players in the country. But you also have his senior classmate, David McCormick, who is an absolute stud in the tech, in the Texas Tech uh, Big 12 Conference title game win. Jalen Wilson is the player we looked at as you know, potentially having a bright NBA future hasn't quite panned out, but he can still go and get you some. And then Christian Brown uh, has been a solid player for Kansas as well. The the similar thread here is that I need to see an A option, a B option, and also know that your C and D are capable and ready to go because we're asking you to win multiple games against some of the best teams in the country. And, and I think that with the level of scouting, the level of coaching that's put into this, that's why you're often going to need your B, C, or D in order to be able to win. Yeah, it, it, you know, and it's just sheer numbers play as well, right? Like, I mean, it, it's kind of like betting golf, NASCAR, where there's just, there's so many, there's so many opportunities to get knocked out of this thing. And you've got good odds. Like, this is how you play the book's odds against them. And what you said about Baylor, let me just say this. Three weeks ago, I put it out on Twitter. Baylor is an absolute radar team, meaning they can screw up your bracket in a hurry. Like, this team has shown that they could be phenomenal and beat anybody in the country, but they've definitely shown that they can lose to anybody in this tournament at a moment's notice. So I 100% agree with you on your analysis there. Jay Smooth, coming to you, two plays, two title plays here. And you know what? Go ahead and start with them Vols. Rick Barnes, Kennedy Chandler, and the boys, what do they got? Man, I was, I was, when I saw this line, I was like, oh yeah, this is the one we're going with. I mean, to get this, to get this line here at plus 2,500 is just a little bit too much. I think it's probably should be closer to around 17, maybe 2,000 at most. So yeah, we're going to go find this one. I'm pretty sure it's on FanDuel still, but I love, I love finding these juicy ones. There's just no reason that this should be 25 to one. They have a big chip on their shoulder from getting misseated. We heard Mike talking about how high he might have them. That's really all I need sometimes. So yeah. Yeah, I like this Tennessee team to maybe make a run. You're probably probably not winning most of these futures, right? But you do want to find those good prices. You want to find places where you can, you know, maybe make a little money by shopping around. Definitely a big deal right now with this type of betting. Uh, but then also, uh, I'm also going to go with Villanova. Nova was one of the two teams I talked about. Uh, winning the national championship early in the year. If anyone watched that November edition of this Futures show, I took uh, Kansas and Nova. I'm still on Nova. The odds that you can even get better odds than you could preseason around plus 2,000 right now seems a little bit too big for Jay Wright and just how he coaches the excellence that he has been able to bring to that program. I, I It's a little murky there at the top. Like, yeah, there's some great teams. There's Kansas, Kentucky, uh, Baylor, maybe, I guess, depending on how you think about them, Gonzaga, Arizona, but... I still think it's anyone's year and you're giving me plus 2000 on a coach that's been there before with a good amount of experience. I like, it. I think it's a decent value. Yeah. I'm with you there. You definitely found some value, you know, and going to Tennessee, like beyond the futures market, uh, you know, we played Tennessee uh, Sunday, you know, the first half and the second half, both unders. And I'll tell you this, if anybody hasn't watched Tennessee this year, especially the second half of the season, they are, I promise you the most consistent betting team in basketball in the country. They, you know exactly what you're going to get coming out of them. And, and they can score a lot of points. And, 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 you know, people who haven't watched them think that that's kind of Tennessee's game. It's defense, man. Like, they will smoke you out. And here's a little nugget for you. Their last two games, all right, in the SEC title game against Texas A&M and then the game before that in the semifinal against Kentucky, neither team even made a three in the first half. Like they are holding people to incredible numbers in the first half. So something to keep an eye on uh, in regards to that. When you see those numbers come out against Longwood and beyond. All right, Maestro coming to you. Uh, you got two plays here. Same team. Hit us with it, buddy. Yeah. All of that said about Tennessee, is it going to surprise anyone? If like Rick Barnes and Tennessee, and you look at that timeout with eight minutes to go and it's like a six point game over Longwood. I mean, no. it's, it's just not going to surprise you because they're just so great defensively, but you know, depending on how the game is called, 
depending on where their offense goes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they've been amazing and I have Arizona winning it all in my bracket, but I think UCLA at 35 to one and at plus 650 to win the East is just a great bargain. I like the way that they're balanced. You know, they're top 14 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. We know they have Juzang. They have plenty of scores. Uh, and Matt Norlander noted that like six of their top eight guys are between 6'7 and 6'10". Uh, I just think they're like one tiny little notch behind Arizona. Uh, but I think there's no reason, no reason they can't get out of that region with Baylor. Yeah. yeah and I'm with you in, in my play here. You see Arizona, I've got a winning uh, at plus 600, which is a much shorter number, obviously than, than most that we see on here, but really g- going with exactly what you guys broke down and Maestro, what you just said is that Arizona is an NBA team. UCLA is an NBA style team, right? And when you have teams that not only can play guard, they could play in the paint. They could play offense. They could shoot. They could play defense. Like, that's exactly what you want. And I know, even though I couldn't say it the other day on the show, defensive efficiency, there we go, is very important. And UCLA is a phenomenal team. Are you talking about an adjusted efficiency margarine? Oh, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you always got to be cooking with your adjusted efficiency margarine. Hey, Maestro, I love that UCLA. They also fall in line Dang. with my like my B option, C option, D option, because it's Johnny Juzang who put the team on his back, averaged 22 points per game all the way in that Final Four run last year. As he's been dealing with injuries, they've had to figure out how to get it done with Jaime Jaquez as the real engine of that offense, and they've been great. So the versatility of UCLA, I really, really like. I, I endorse that a lot. Me too, actually. I know I almost yeah. wanted to take that one, but we had to. Only one of us was allowed to take it on the show. No, I'm joking. But Watch, yeah, after, no, this is a, after after everything we gave out, it'll just be the zags all the way. There we go. Oh, there know. we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, let me recap it real quick for anybody that's listening on audio chip. You've got Kentucky win the East Regional plus 275, Kansas National Champions at plus 900, Maestro UCLA win the East plus 650, UCLA National Champions plus 3,500. Jay Smooth, you got Villanova win the title, plus 2,000. Tennessee win the title, plus 2,500. And I have Arizona to win the title at plus 600. All right, before we get to, I think, which could be the most exciting VJM version that we are building throughout this entire Early Edge brand, I want to take a moment and let everyone know, make sure you sign up for the Early Edge bracket. Do you think that you could take me down, Maestro, Chip, Jay Smooth, the coach, you know it's going to be great to get bragging rights over the coach in regards to this. Make sure, sign up. You will see the link in the description. Obviously, it is free. The winner will get a $100 Paramount Plus gift card. And you know we're going to give out all kinds of prizes. Plus, the best part of our show being live daily is that we can update and show the brackets in real time each morning. Not to mention we're going to have our live shows as well. Maestro, did you have something? Yeah, not only am I in it, my bracket's up there, but my six-year-old, he watches a lot of hoops, and he will be entering his bracket when he gets home from school today. Nice. Now, he's the one in with the- In that contest, in our contest. I love it. He got the the Cooper Cup jersey, right? Yeah. that's the Yes, one. I love it. love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that he's in it. All right, so our VJM. So anybody, if you are new to the early edge and you didn't follow with us throughout the NFL season, we have what we call the Van Jefferson Memorial. And in the NFL- it was essentially choosing a player that would score the first touchdown of that game that had to be plus 1,000 odds or higher, right? Like, so you couldn't go chalk. We're going to bring that to the NCAA tournament, and I think it's going to be exciting, right? So what we've done is that we are taking either teams to win the national championship or win their region that must be plus 1,000 odds or more. Now, <clears throat> for those that have followed with us throughout the NFL season, you're a part of it too. Every single person watching this, listening, put it in the chat. Take a look at the book right now. See who you have. Hit us on Twitter. Let us know because this game and this show is just as much yours as it is ours. And we want to see if you get in the club, you've earned it, right? So this is the first time we've ever done this for March Madness. Chip, coming to you first. What you got? Just a big old bucket of Gonzaga hateration right here because what you will find is I have targeted the West and I've decided to find that I get some good prices as long as I'm not picking the number one team in the entire land. So we will start right at the top uh, where the eight seed Memphis, if it were to knock out Gonzaga, all of a sudden the bracket opens up. You will remember 
that when Kansas State made it to the Elite Eight as an eight seed, a lot of that happens because of the way things that break. Virginia loses to UMBC. Now, all of a sudden, your second-round opponent is no longer Virginia. That would open things up. Uh, That's where I'm also targeting UConn, the five seed, which is also in the top half of that bracket. We already mentioned what it might be like in Buffalo for those first two rounds. And then, of course, Dan Hurley's squad would need to be able to get it done down the way. And the Alabama pick is because I am looking at the high variance of Alabama's results because they have losses to teams that are not in the NCAA tournament and they have wins against some of the better teams in the NCAA tournament. And when we're dealing with that kind of variance and we're looking for a long shot play, then yeah, from the six line, uh, give me the Crimson Tide as a long shot. Nice. I like it. And I have to mention, all right, like I said, during the NFL season, we called it the Van Jefferson Memorial. This is the Cinderella Memorial long shot pick. So I wanted to make sure, let me get the title and the branding correct on that. And Chip, I love those three plays. All right, Jay Smooth, coming to you. One play down here in the South. I'm not too far away from this school. What do you got? Well, I clearly didn't get the memo. You said 1,000. I gave you 10,000. I got an extra zero on there for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, we were talking a little bit about it earlier, about that Houston team. You know, Chip telling you they're the computer tricking Cougars. Well, <laughs> they might just be. And while I'm a computer man myself, I go a lot by the numbers, I still think this is too much value for the variance that is inherently involved with every single time every single game that Houston steps on the floor. And again, like Chip was saying, if somehow Houston comes out and just doesn't have it, is has one of their cold days where you just don't really understand how they were favored by as much as they were, and UAB comes out and does this, they're still a top 50 team in the nation. This is not, this is again, just an example of the stacked South region. UAB as a 12 seed, top 50 in the country, could still definitely make some noise here, play a good game, and go on a little bit of a run. I know it's going to be a tall task, but I mean, you put on, you put one dollar down and you what go go put a dollar down i think it went 100 bucks like it, it, it could be a lot worse i don't know and you, you know get what? to root for jelly walker you there just like to sit there in your living room and say go jelly go yeah Worth you it, do right? you, you, get to, you get to root for a team that was up 11 with 15 seconds and couldn't cover <laughs> uh six six and a half in uh triple overtime but that's another story yeah now that is spoken like a true gambler right there maestro i respect that all right jay smooth before we get to the maestro mike m squared is on wisconsin to win the midwest plus 1400 any thoughts that you have channeling m squared what he might be thinking of my guess is that M squared over here is probably just having a nice little edge on what he projects to be like odds in the books, right? So he probably sees other teams in this region. I got to go find uh, who they're going to be playing against because I don't know it off the top of my head just yet. Give me like four more hours. I'll have the whole bracket memorized, I promise. But yeah, they're going to go hit Colgate and then they got to beat the winner of LSU Iowa State. That isn't the hardest route into the second weekend. And then from there, they're going to go on and maybe place Auburn. And we already talked about Auburn. They're going to be a little weak i definitely could see that three seed beating that two seed and making a little bit of a run there uh yeah i I don't hate it obviously kansas or iowa isn't going to be pretty to meet and you know trying to get into that third weekend but you know you give it to the guy you give it to johnny davis you see what goes on i i don't hate it i don't hate it yeah and you know what lsu their players they're going to be coming in broke uh they don't have any more money coming in from uh, their head coach will wade so that one's tough all right yeah maestro coming to you one play let it rip yeah, we already talked about UCLA. I'll just throw another one in there. I can't resist, you know, or, last year's Oral Oral Roberts was the Cinderella, and they they were legit. And I think South Dakota State, you know, I know they have to get by Providence. It's a shame they have to play Iowa. But this team shoots 45% from three. That's way better than any other team in the country. They have a player named Baylor Shireman. He won the league uh, MVP led his team in rebounds and assists, led the conference in rebounds and assists. There's no other player in the country in Division One who did that. He also scored 18 a game. Uh, This team is fun to watch. Uh, They do remind me of Oral Roberts. And and coming out of that same league, uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see them them at least win the first game and then give Iowa a tremendous game. There we go. All right, to round it out, I'm going with Southern Cal, win the Midwest, plus 2,000. Look. USC is a tough team to deal with. Uh, and if you haven't played against them, if you're not, you know, out West, they could show up and you realize how big that this team is. Six, nine, six, 10, six, nine, six, nine. Like they're a problem. And if your guards aren't hitting shots, good luck. Cause you're not getting rebounds and this team can shoot too. And just a little side note, 
you want a little homework after the show, go take a look at Andy Enfield, their head coach. Take a look at his record, the numbers that he's put up. It hasn't always been pretty in the regular season. This man has won some games in the NCAA tournament. I believe he's what, seven and one with USC? Like, take a look there. Like, our man has won some games for sure. So, anyways, I like USC uh, to to win the Midwest. I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but I like them to win the Midwest. So, to run down really quick, Chip, UConn win the West plus 1,500. Alabama win the West plus 2,200. Memphis win the West plus 3,000. Maestro, UCLA to win it all at plus 3,500. M squared is on Wisconsin to win the Midwest plus 1,400. Jay Smooth, UAB to win the South at plus 10,000. I love that my man added an extra zero into that, uh, and I'm on USC to win the Midwest at plus 2,000. So, Pretty much all the damage that we could do, gentlemen. I'll tell you what. Let me throw it to you real quick. We always end these live shows, you know, thinking about something in regards to the NCAA tournament. Could be brackets. Could be betting. Could be really anything. Maestro, come come to you first. What do you got? I just can't wait to to get going. I mean, we've got all these NIT matchups that just came out. CBI. There's just so much to dive into Tuesday, Wednesday before you even get to Thursday. Yeah, you're right. And I'll tell you what. Anybody. Uh, in the Nashville area, you've got a nice NIT lineup of Vanderbilt versus Belmont, two schools that are about uh, about three blocks away from each other. Both very nice institutions there, right behind Broadway and Midtown in Nashville. That's going to be a fun game. Jay Smooth, coming to you again. I just want to end with saying I'm so excited just for the play-in games. We are absolutely getting a treat of a first four this year. Wyoming-Indiana is set up to be a great matchup. I, that's just going to be – those are two of like my favorite stories of this year. Wyoming, you know, coming from the bottom of that Mountain West and now getting a chance to make maybe a run if they can beat Indiana, who had their own Cinderella story. We saw, you know, that, that carrier turn into a pumpkin a little bit on that crazy shot from Iowa. But maybe the biggest one for me is this Wright State team and this line just – just crossed the three-point mark. You're getting three and a half, plus three and a half for Bryant. I'm not sure these first four games are going to be decided by more than a bucket. I kind of don't agree with the market on that. I actually did like Wright State minus one and a half, but at three and a half feels too big. I might have to go the other way for an official play. Okay, all right. Look at Jay Smooth coming out firing. All right, now, Chip, like I said, when I uh, just randomly hopped in the show today, it was good to see you. I miss our college football shows during the week. So I'm going to give you the final spot here. What are you looking at? What you got? We spent days and hours preparing for this Thursday and Friday, this NCAA tournament first round. And we do get our futures out there. But guess what happens? Second round matchups are put out. New sets of lines, new sets of totals. And remember, they're all going to be in this same place. They're all going to be in these hotels. They're all going to be in the same environment. We're using a season's worth of data to make all these very strong predictions and projections. But if what you see, both with your eyes and also with the numbers are not in line with that, be confident enough to be able to move forward and to be able to adjust on the fly because we're not done when the first round's done. We're going to be cycling back and we're going to be diving back in with picks and winners for the second round, picks and winners for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. A lot is focused on filling out the bracket, but we're not just bracket pickers here. We're trying to win you money at every single turn. So it's a lot of work right now. It truly feels like you're cramming for exams, like we're back in college right now. But just remember that stay focused. uh, Keep your eyes on what happens because you might need to be willing to sell some of those opinions that you had spent four days talking yourself into. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's a nice job right there. All right. I'm going to leave everybody with a nugget here. I think I got a nice one for you, all right? The past 12 NCAA tournament straight, the underdog in the 8-9 matchup is 68% against the spread. So if you see these, when they come out, the 8-9s, take a look at the underdog there. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been cashing nicely for over a decade for us there. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Seriously, we really do appreciate it. Make sure to get in our official Early Edge bracket. It is free. It is fun. Play for prizes. Play for bragging rights. And look, you're going to have Chip in the message boards up in there talking to you. You're like, what more could you ask for? The Maestro, Jay Smooth, everybody, they'll be there as well. So as Coach always says, you have your marching orders. Let's take all these tickets straight. Well, the pay window might take us a little while to get there. We got a couple days before these games, so we can't do it as soon as normal. But what we can do 
is be ready for tomorrow. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you in the morning. Hey, everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I.com sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing.